Hello, hello. Welcome to season two, episode nine of the Travis Pepper Show. My name's Luke Pickin. I am the bloke on the uh, artwork with the little white pointy hat on. For those of you that have never listened, listened, listened to the Travis Pepper Show before, the Travis Pepper Show is where Travis and myself get together to review uh, things to watch, listen to, read, and things that inspire us. So every week we set ourselves homework, and the aim of the game is to educate ourselves and find out new things. That's the whole mentor in a moron play, right? Um, this week is a special week because Travis and I have a female guest that comes onto the podcast. So it's kind of one small step for man, one giant leap for the Travis Pepper podcast as Travis and I try to figure out how to communicate with a female, uh, how to interview somebody and how to review her book as well. So we review her book, Don't Kiss and Sell. We review a film called The Green Book that Travis has recommended to me. And we have an album from the Travis Pepper versus the rag competition this week we review ocean alley the album i cannot fucking pronounce chirabasuku i believe so that's the three things this week the book is don't kiss and sell the film is the green book and the album is ocean alley chirabasuku i hope you enjoy and travis my man it's jingle time brother if you sometimes feel like a moron don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content And it won't make sense It's the Travis Pepper Show so, yeah, well done, by the way, for organising this between everybody. Sorry that I've just taken a back seat and been lazy, as per usual. I've yeah. just sat here and done nothing. Yeah, okay. Jillian, Jillian, you've been talking to me, not this guy. He's the lazy one. <laughs> totally fine. That's, a, that's okay. I'll go. I'm not very good at, at texting and messaging women, so I thought I'd just let Travis. I've got a bad track record of texting females, so I just thought I'd quit while We're- I had we're awful human beings. I'll be the first to say. <laughs> Luke, Luke, I feel like you should apply to star in the next book, to be honest, already. So put your, put your... Name? Jillian's next book. Is there a book coming, Jillian? Is there, no, there going to be a second one? So um, I'm working on a second one, but it's taking a back seat right now because my friend actually approached me and he's... Um, were he wrote a screenplay called entry level and i'm converting it into a novel so and then what we plan to do is publish the novel gain traction and then go to producers and say hey look at we already have a fan base you should make this into a tv series or a movie that's right yeah coming at it from two angles yeah, so it's pretty cool. So it's really fun. So I need to do that. I need to finish that first because I have someone, you know, like waiting on me kind of thing. You know, I don't want to, I want to do, I want to, you know, deliver that first. That's pretty cool. So you're, so you're working on that with somebody else, did you say, before you write yeah. a second book? Yeah, it's really interesting because I've never worked with a quote unquote writing partner. So we we do a lot of work just over Zoom and it's really cool to bounce ideas off of each other because even though the screenplay is quote unquote written, 
uh, we're mm-hmm. going back and doing rewrites as I write the novel. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're yeah. kind of, it's kind of, kind of like you're giving criticism as well. <laughs> as well. Yeah. Or I go to him and I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. And I'll say like, Hey, what do you think of this? Sorry. And he's just like, no, no, no. And then I go to him and he'll come to me with an idea. And I say, no, no. Or we say, yay. It's, it's <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. Good. Right. There are some good moments. Okay. Oh no, there's <laughs> lots of good moments. There's lots of, no, there are, there are, there are a lot of good moments, but every, not every idea is like, you know, brilliant. So we have to, yeah. yeah well as long as as long as you're there not just like sharing ideas and then immediately going nah because that's that's what luke and i do really for, oh really for no usually they're good i usually they're good ideas on both ends but there are those ideas where we're like what are you thinking <laughs> who, who has the who has the most good ideas though at the two of you? um i don't think that's really fi- th- that's not fair because i have to generate more ideas because i'm doing more of the creative work right now. Right. Cause he's so like, already I'm it. the one that I need to generate more ideas than he does. So it's, so I don't want to say like, Oh, I have more better ideas. Cause he's just not, he doesn't need to come up with as many ideas as I do at the minute. Uh, okay. That was a very, very tactful answer. Jillian. Well done. <laughs> oh no. See, but I'm totally serious. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, my, I, it's me because it's, he's doing other, he's working on other stuff that doesn't require generating ideas. So it's not really, yeah, if that makes any sense. Oh, fair makes fair com- enough. Makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. Should we, um, should we start this from the top? I, I, we, I guess we are started. We are started, are we? Is this? Well, I've, I've, been, I've been recording as we usually do. So, uh, you okay, know. fair enough. I was just going to say, for like everybody listening and kind of for myself, because I don't really know Gillian. G- Gillian, do you want to? I, I was going to do an introduction, but I'll probably butcher it. So, do you want to, before we kind of dive too far into this world, give a little? Or intro would you prefer of how to have the who you are? butchered version? Oh my god! Can I hear the butchered version? You're such a prig. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to hear the butchered version. Well, uh, okay. So, what do I know about you, Julian? I know that you've written a book called <laughs> "Don't Kiss." <laughs> what? what? <laughs> well, I've read. <laughs> I know you've written a book because I've read it. Um, it's it's called "Don't Kiss and Sell." You live in Los Angeles in America. And you are a, I'm going to say, up and coming writer and novelist and screenplay writer and all that stuff you were just talking about there. And <laughs> you you slid into the Travis Pepper DMs somehow, whether that was us or whether that was you, you kind of made your way into our DMs. That was one thing I was thinking as well, because like you obviously messaged us saying, could you kind of get involved? What What... What 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 was it about the podcast? Because I look at that photo of the two of us, and I'm like, why would you? Why would you want to approach the pair of us and come on here? But like, you slid into the DMs, and here we are. So that's that's my butchered version of um, who you are and how you're here. Oh, okay. That's pr- that's really 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 good. Um, Thanks. Whether I live in oh, Los shit. Angeles or not is very debatable because okay. I literally just came. Ho- I'm I'm in Pennsylvania right now, where I grew up at my parents. Okay. 33 years old and I'm, I have roommates that are in their sixties. It's pretty interesting. Um, 
I was in Los Angeles and in Venice Beach, so right on the ocean for five years. And I just kind of needed a break and came home and then COVID hit. And now I'm really, everyone's just kind of really stuck. There's no point in going back to Los Angeles at the moment. Like you literally can't do anything. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting until things go back to some sort of normal, I suppose. Yeah. That's all right. You can keep your room in uh, hotel parents for for a while longer. I think quite a few people are probably doing something similar. Yeah. Uh, From what I hear, a lot of people that wanted to get out of the city, they did. They all did the same thing. Yeah. Luke, how long have you been living uh, with your mum? How long have I been living in a shed at the bottom of my parents' garden? Way too long (laughs) is the answer. Um, uh, Do you know what, mate? Three, Three years now, actually. It's been three years since I came back from Australia. So... Um, I've been here, I guess, trying to live the dream and, and trying to turn my business into something that would allow me to move out of home. But at the moment, no, I'm still, <laughs> I, I also have roommates in their fifties, if that's the way that we're, we're going to sell it. Um, but I'm well, how old are you guys? Mind. Uh, I am 29. I'm 29 and he is 20. I'm going to oh, guess. Oh, oh. Uh, you've had a birthday, haven't you, this year? Um, 26. Yeah. Oh. No, that wrong. Uh, sorry, my microphone stopped working. Oh, I thought you had to Google your age, because that's <laughs> I do have those moments. Let's see if that's working now. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm twi- I'm I'm 26. I, I'm at the I've now got to the age where I'm forgetting Points. how old I am, and so I do actually have to take a moment and go. Is was Yeah, 26 years old. Yeah. So. Oh, but, you guys are babies. You're fine. Oh, we weren't worried. <laughs> Wait, well, uh, should we be? I I got worried at 25. I don't know if either of you guys got this, but I got to 25 and I was like. Yeah. Oh fuck! This isn't cool. And then I had this kind of, <laughs> I had this kind of like quarter life crisis. I was like, I'm in a job I don't like. I'm in a relationship with a girl I don't really like. No, that's not that's not nice. That's not no no that's not nice. I, I wasn't happy with the relationship. I shouldn't say that I didn't like her. The relationship wasn't good. Um, mainly driven by my by me. Um, just trying to dig my way out of this now. Um, I was in a job I didn't like. Yeah, yeah I know. I was just got just digging holes. Um, and. I, I can't, I don't know. 25 really hit me hard. And I was just like, now nah, fuck this. I really don't like life. And then, um, I kind of, after I pulled myself together, was like, now nah, get on with it. And I'm not, I'm 30 next year and I'm not scared about that. I'm not, I'm not scared. So you're more scared of 25 cool. than you were of 30. I, I wasn't saying I was scared of it. It just, it just creeped up on me. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm 25. And yeah. that was like hard. I don't know. I just at the time was like, what am I doing with my life? Am I doing stuff that I enjoy? No. Let's go move home with live with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> treated this completely. Sense. I tr- treated turning 25 completely differently because uh, a lot of my friends, when they turned 25, they all, I'm pretty sure every single one said, oh, I'm closer to 30 than I am to 20. And it's like, oh, the next big birthday is going to be 30 years old. Oh, that's so crap. And I was like, no, screw you. I'm going to celebrate the hell out of my 25th birthday. And so that was the one where we all got drunk in costumes in the forest and ah, uh, yeah. uh, camped out in a garden. Yeah. So, you know, cool. 25th birthday got, was pretty big for me. On my 25th birthday, I got dumped outside a bar by the guy I was dating. 
We've just been here touching nerves, just like telling our happy 25th story. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, no, my 25th birthday was like not okay. (laughs) Okay, Um, do you you have a better birthday that you could tell us about? Oh my God, my 30th birthday. Oh, I like loved turning 30. I honestly think it was like girls get so, I guess guys do the same thing where you get so nervous or just sad about, you know, each coming decade. Mm -hmm. But I noticed professionally when I would tell people, Hey, I'm 29 versus I'm 30, the level of respect that I got, even though it had, yeah, goes like through the roof, especially for guys, you're going to get so much more respect when professionally, (laughs) when you turn 30. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you will trust me because I it's if it's happened to me. And when you're in your 30s, you're like you still can pull off your 20 something body and all that kind of stuff. Like I looked better. Like I look physically, I looked way better at 30 than I did at 18. And I was like, I was very excited about it. I had my roommate take a bunch of inappropriate photos of me on my 30th birthday. Just for just for my personal spank bank, just to be just so I could look back years from now and go, oh my god, thirty, you are like, you are a dime. What, what, is a per- what is a personal spank bank? I don't know what one of those is. Is it? Well, it- I don't even. I don't really have a personal spank bank. I guess that's fair. But you know what a spank bank is, right? Is it, I'm assuming no, it's like a wank. It's a wank bank. Yes. If you translate yes. it to English, I yes. guess. Yeah. You know what uh-huh. a wank bank is. Yes, but I don't have photos of myself that I would put in one. Does that's that strange because Luke, it's, I have photos right, of you. That's in mine. what I mean. It's not like for me. It's more so for like my ego. Right. Okay. So you don't. Okay. So they sit there and they kind of don't do anything in the bank. They Correct. Just, they don't do. They don't do anything okay. unless I get really drunk and I'm like, "Yo, you want to?" Unless and then I'm like, <laughs> "I will like show them to somebody." I'm not going to send right. them because this is the internet and it's not a good idea. But if I'm like, "Yo, you want to see how fly I look?" Like at 30 years old. I mean, I'm 33, so you know it was COVID. So like, I, I caught the COVID the COVID-15, everyone got a little fat during COVID. So I have to, you know, I'm like working my way back to my pre-COVID body. It's just, yeah. it, it just, it just takes a minute, you know. <laughs> That's brilliant. A gym's open over there. Are they like... They, yeah. So here I don't go when I, I either run outside or when I go to, I got into swimming because I had um, a stress fracture in my foot in January and I yep. was like, crap, I don't want to sit on the couch for six weeks and get fat. So I like got into swimming laps. So I either that's eat, that's better because I'm with my parents and they're obviously high risk just because of their age. So yep. I mm. don't go. So it's, I really come in contact with no one. You know what I mean? Like I go in, go into a locker room, go into a pool. You're not, you know, you're not breathing on anyone literally when you're yep. in a pool. So it's much safer. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They, it depends on the state. Some like California gyms aren't open. New York gyms aren't open. Um, yeah, it really just it just depends on the state here. They're basically okay. like different countries 
in a sense mm-hmm. with the, the different rules and regulations i guess so yeah don't even get me started on that it's not working out very well we have a i i, I know this isn't a political show but like i'm sorry our president <laughs> it's is very dead. clear this and isn't a political and, show and then he goes <laughs> and gets COVID himself. he's like oh yeah this is fake oh yeah and then he ends up with COVID himself his obese orange-haired self whatever <laughs> So you're a fan. You're a, you're a Trump supporter. Oh my god! I'm literally, and I don't know if people in other countries watch the presidential debates. I was just so embarrassed for this country between watching these two candidates. I was like, country of over 300 million people, and these are the two candidates that they pick for presidency. <laughs> this is this is who we come up with. Like, yeah. Come on, come on, people. I was just like, oh, I was like, oh my god, this is ridiculous. Do you, th- do you think we would be better candidates? Uh, I James honestly, well, Luke. you're not, neither of you are old enough to run for president. You have to be 35 from what I, from what I remember from middle what? school, but Is yeah, that you can't That's see, crazy. yeah, you can't, they can't have like a 24 year old running for president. Like it probably won't be very responsible. So you're not, but I would rather have one of you guys in as president. Like I, mm. you know, I'm almost old enough to run. I, yeah, I was going to say two years president. time. Mm-hmm. Two years time, you can have a go, can't you? You never, you've still never had a female, huh? Yeah, you've never had a female president, right? That's, that's no, Hillary no. didn't win. She would have been our first. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I thought that was the case. I just didn't want to go gun ho because I wasn't a hundred percent sure that was the case. No, no, you're um, to- no, you're totally fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I did, I did see bits of it, and I did just feel a little bit like, oh god, it looked like a childish, uh, like a childish slagging match you know the oh, pair of them it looked literally like play, playground so chi- it was literally so childish it was yeah, so it looked like it yeah, yeah. it was yeah. i it was like 90 minutes of my life gone yeah. you watched the whole thing yeah okay. i did because like part of me has fomo of like not <laughs> um like if i missed out then i'd be like i thought i'd miss out on like something like my luck i'd turn off the tv and then would miss and then i would like miss out Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I only watched moment. the highlights. But to be fair, we uh, the politicians over here in the UK aren't like that great either at the moment. So the whole, I think the whole world is suffering a little bit from politicians that are. Oh my god! I don't know, yeah. The Germans are doing all right, aren't they? Your bunch over there are like well, they uh, seem to be fairly together and with it. They seem all right. They're pretty happy with their current uh, chancellor. It's it's a bit different though over here how it's done. The, there's less power in the um, the arms of the person in, at the top, and it's more uh, given down to each individual state, which is quite interesting, especially with how they dealt with COVID as well, uh, because everyone could react quite quickly and specifically for their local area, as opposed to waiting for news from the top dog. So yeah, I, I, I think it's quite cool over here. Um, so n- next time on Travis Pepper Politics, we will... Uh, yeah, this detail. is a very serious topic for us. Usually we're talking about how somebody can tuck their penis inside themselves or if I've shat myself or pissed myself. And today we've talked about politics. So it's like I, didn't do, right I, I didn't do any of those things this weekend. I'm like really proud of myself. <laughs> it's Me. been a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, it was, good, it was a good weekend. It was my friend's birthday yesterday. So you know how that goes. Ah, okay. Well, we usually we usually catch up on what's been happening in the week. So uh if there's, is there any gossip from this weekend for you or? Oh my God. Like, oh, gee, no. Who am I Go talking away. to? No, sorry, him. I didn't know if he was talking to, I didn't know if he was talking to me or you, but I think he was oh, talking okay. to you. I th- I'm more interested in uh, Gillian's weekend at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Especially Let's with- Let's go for that. 
Yeah. So Friday I golfed and yeah, golfing is my new sport. It's, I wrote about it on my blog. Um, I'm 33, the most unathletic person you've ever encountered in your life. Like <laughs> I am like growing up. I was, I hated gym class. Like I had the worst anxiety before gym, like before, during and after gym class for God knows however many years you're in school. It was, it was terrible. Um, so I, so finally this summer, uh, during COVID, my parents live, um, just on a nine hole golf course. And my friend was like, she golfs and she was like, well, why don't you take up golf? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hot guys play golf. Like, oh my, I should, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why not? So we started golfing golf. and it's actually really fun and I'm not terrible. So that's what's really great. And then okay. went to eat after that, then went to like a mini house party. Saturday, we decided we're going to take it easy because Sunday was going to be an all day birthday affair, which meant um, we didn't take it easy. And <laughs> we went, so we went like, so I live outside a very small city. We went to a house party that had an outdoor, they, they had a fire outside. It was like a huge backyard and stuff. These people were throwing TVs into the fire. Like I'm talking like American Hick at its finest. Like, Christ. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. It was, yeah. What was the thought process there? Was there a thought process there? I don't know, but it was really scary because I don't like loud noises and there was black smoke coming out everywhere and and um, explosions and stuff. And I'm like, I was like, I'm a city girl here. Like, I'm, you know, having lived in LA for five years and I've lived in <laughs> cities abroad. Like, I do. I, I lived in Tel Aviv for a year and a half, studied abroad in Barcelona. I'm a city girl. I am not like... I am not a cornfield hick, which is literally where I was. So I was totally out of compliment. We don't know these terms. Like, no, these terms. This is brilliant. Okay, okay, no, no, it's fine. Which Carry one on. do I have to explain? No, no um, I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming there's, I don't know, country bumpkin is like the, the equivalent or something. Yes, yes. Country bumpkin, middle of nowhere hick, hicks are country bumpkins. Okay, okay. All yeah. Right. So I've got the right. context, the flaming, the flaming TV and everything. That I've never heard of. And my you, friends were like, are you seriously surprised? Like, look where we are. We're, we were in a town called Shikshini. <laughs> it sounds like someone with a lisp trying to say Sin City. It <laughs> dies. It dies. <laughs> it was shitty. Shikshini. <laughs> and then uh, we went to a bar and don't tell my parents this, but it was not socially distanced at How all. Do you? Yeah. Like, oh, well, <laughs> we, <laughs> a we don't know your parents. That'd be they're great. great. They're they're great, they but it's to, they're, uh, they they like to follow the COVID to, rules. Whereas I'm kind of like, is this really still like? I understand it's like a serious pandemic, but it's just been so many months where I'm like, is this really like? Is this really a thing anymore? Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that a little bit. I think there's there's a balance, isn't there? Because it's just like you can't afford to keep the whole world shut down, shut inside. Um, yeah, but you've got I lost I lost so much money because of COVID. In the sense, oh, yeah. I during the day I do marketing for weight loss surgeons, and they all were their businesses were all shut down. They weren't okay. doing surgeries, so they pay for me with their monthly cash flow. And then if they didn't have a monthly cash flow, they don't have money to pay me. So they were like, bye. And I was like, 
like this COVID yeah. thing really sucks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think a lot yeah. of businesses have been hit like that. So you work as a consultant, do you, for marketing and stuff like that? I work for myself, but yeah. Right, okay. Like I, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, in yeah. the marketing space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it's, it's always going to be hard because if you've got clients that are suffering quite naturally, one of the first things they're going to do is cut the marketing budget. They cut marketing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether it's right or wrong, it's going to be a tough year. Um, but hopefully well, it won't last and hopefully things will pick up. But you can make money on the side from your books, right? Look at that. Yeah. And that's why I'm sitting here with you, fine gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Well, we bought your book. And that was, we, we, we bought your book each and that was a good, what, three pounds or something? It's really cheap, your book, actually. Why is it well, so like the, only three the digital The digital version was three pounds. Did you, did you get the. Did you download it or did you get the hard copy? Oh, we downloaded it. Yeah, yeah I downloaded pa- it. Yeah, yeah to download a book, they're they're always really cheap. The paperback versions are more expensive. Oh right, god, okay. I haven't downloaded. Well, I haven't downloaded a book that cheap in a while. Fucking Phil Knight's well, charging me a fortune like I have for his some book. Price adjustments to do. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have an I have an Audible version that's going to come out soon. I found uh, the girl that I want to do the narration. Um, so as soon as I get that project under wraps, I'm going to have an audio version as well. Oh, so that's- no. It, no. Wait, no? Oh, really? We were discussing this and we really want Luke to do no, the audio book no, no, version no, no. of this. Don't <laughs> say we were really discussing it. You said... <laughs> There was no we in this. I wasn't about to pitch Chilean. I wasn't about to for a male to be the the narrator for this book specifically Uh, because uh, it's first person female. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I I I think it would. Um, There's there's so much sex related stuff in the book as well. I'd really struggle. Like I'm not very sexual. Yeah, you'd have to struggle with like very like female centric. Do women actually think like this? Because this was a question that I was going to ask you. I was reading this book and like every page, there's some kind of reference to how like a cup of Starbucks looks like some bloke's erection. And I was like, do women think like this? Do they turn everything into like a throbbing cock? Is that the way the world works? Wait, I, don't, I, don't think there's any Starb- I don't think there's any Starbucks in my book. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I don't think there is any Starbucks in your book. Is it Dunkin' Donuts? Is it something like that? Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah, is in Dunkin the book. Do- oh yeah, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. Oh, I don't see. I, I wrote this damn book so long ago. I like. I forget what it's even about. Um, <laughs> well, this is a good start. <laughs> well, let us tell you. <laughs> yeah, why don't you guys tell me what it's about? I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know. It's about some chick like who sells life insurance and you know, bones of dudes and whatever. It's yes. funny. I, that's. I think that's what I said to my housemate when she asked me what I was reading. Um, yeah, life insurance boning dudes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it sounds really boring anytime someone mentions life insurance. Like, that sounds just like a used car salesman thing. But mm. literally, it was like Wolf of Wall Street minus the hookers and blow at 8 a.m. The, cult, the company culture was insane. So, <laughs> but, so this is somewhere you worked, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, was, so this book is, is you. Basically. Yes, it really okay. is. Um, it's but it's not nonfiction. It is fiction because I right. it's like I I a lot of it, the stories are like very much exaggerated, or okay. there's char- there I created characters that don't exist in real life. For example, there's a side story where there's a character named Alex 
that Jade and the protagonist hates at first when she meets him. And then he ends up kind of being like superhero by the end of the book. But, Uh, um, I, he doesn't exist. He, I, I cooked him up in my head. Right. I didn't like him at the beginning either. I didn't. No, you're not supposed to. Uh, I thought he was right. (laughs) Why did, why didn't you like him? I thought he was an okay ish character. I thought she was being quite mean to him. I felt. Yeah, that's the point. She's like, really like, I don't like this guy. I thought, I, well, I thought, I thought she was, I agree with you, Luke, as well. I'd say she was being mean. I thought they were just two people being mean to each other at this point in the book. And I was like, I was like, what's, what's, what's going on here? Is this, is this a spark? Is this a start? And so, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't a fan of him, to be honest, but my favorite character was the, um, the boss, uh, Monty. I think oh, it was Monty. Monty is like, he, so I, I, he's amazing. He actually, he, uh, he's, I, I'm still, fr- I'm still friends with him. He's, uh, is he actually I called mean, Monty? Or you no, his real, okay. his real name is actually Mike, but I didn't want to use anyone's, um, I didn't want to use anyone's real names, okay. um, just for like their sakes, so to say. Okay. But be, be all right. Like just letting them know on the interview though. That's fine. Yeah, well, I guess I guess yeah, he's probably I'll, figured I'll, it out. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tell Monty Mike that I revealed his real name. He won't care. Right. Okay. Well, I hope so, so like, because he was pretty chill. Yeah. For anybody that like doesn't have a clue what we're talking about, the book is called Don't Kiss and Sell, and I'm going to probably butcher the synopsis, but it's about a girl that lives in Pennsylvania, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who gets a job in life insurance, and it's this kind of follows her through her journey of working her way up through the company. She gets addicted to prescription drugs, Adderall, and mm-hmm. it's a balance of how she balances her work life, her love life, and trying to work her way up the corporate ladder whilst deteriorating into getting addicted to Adderall. Um, have you ever tried Adderall? I don't feel like yeah. you, don't have to, you, don't, you don't have to answer yeah. that if you don't want to, if that's too personal. No, nothing's too personal. Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> it's really, it's really, fu- it's really fun. I think it's just basically okay. like, le- I think it's just like legal cocaine. Um, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Adderall is a thing in Europe or like really outside the States, but it is like such a thing here. Adderall mm. and Xanax are two things that I've only ever heard mentioned on, um, on uh, like US TV and US books. Personally. Yeah. This is, I, I, I don't see any of that happening over here. Oh, so. really? Yeah. Uh, Americans, we like love our, we love our prescription drugs. Like yeah. we are uh, we are all highly, uh, pres- heavily prescribed. I mean, my, between me and my mom, we could literally run a pharmacy from our medicine <laughs> cabinet. That is mad, isn't it? Uh huh. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Is Man. it? So is it all stuff that you feel like you genuinely need or are you kind of playing the system to get it? Because I, to be fair, I've always wanted to try Adderall, you know, like the book in a sense, kind of, I thought the the first thing, one of the first things I thought is about that film Limitless with Bradley Cooper. It's kind yes. of like, do you know what I mean? It's a little bit, yeah. got a little bit of a hint mm. of that in it where he's like a, he's a failing writer. He gets this pill that gives him obviously the ability to concentrate and stuff. And I've always wanted to try Adderall for that reason. Yeah. Cause the first time I came across it, people were like saying, oh, it's the prescription drug that's supposed to be like the limitless drug, like gives you that. Super yeah, laser it really, focus it does. Shit. It makes you like, and that's it also, mad. yeah. And it suppresses your appetite, which is great. 
and um for the spank bank yep for this great, great for the spank bank um <laughs> you feel like the only thing that's like you don't really notice but other people notice it is like you get like really chatty okay so that's good for a sales job i guess that yeah works in a sales oh job. yeah i was able oh my god people you could sell like you could you could sell ice to an eskimo <laughs> Yeah, and did you? So, did you end up getting this as something that was prescribed? Because obviously, the girl in the book gets it as like a backhander, doesn't she? Yeah, mm -hmm. rather than gets it prescribed. I had a prescription for it when I was in Los Angeles. Right, um, okay, but not, but not here. Oh, so when you were working at that insurance company, you weren't taking it. It wasn't me or the. Uh, well, no, the girl would, no, sorry, I'm just being really nosy. Like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much of the book is like a true story. It's it's, it's exaggerated. It's exaggerated, right? Like, because okay. like obvious. Because like, to be honest, like real life people are pretty boring. So if you just literally yeah, write sure. out like what hap what happens exactly, it's like, oh, that's not that interesting. Like, it might be interesting to me, but it's like, well, that's not going to interest anyone else. So I have to exaggerate everything. Mm. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. So, what about the whole like the trip down to Florida thing? Because that was like, all I, real. That was, was like it? that. Oh my god, that guy. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. Was it your twenty fifth birthday? No, that was a different guy. I have, um, I have like the worst luck with anything boy related. Like it's just, it's like hilarious, practically. Jeez. <sighs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like an that doesn't sound like an <laughs> ideal weekend. And like I thought it kind of touched on a really like sensitive subject with the whole uh the whole sex element of it. I was literally like, yeah. oh it's it's quite deep and emotional, like and then it kind of breezes past that and you call uh, do you know what I I felt like that was a loose end in a sense because there's like obviously that scene where she's like, Oh, in the toilets crying her eyes out because of what's yeah. happened. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's that was I don't know. I found that that's really quite uncomfortable. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I, f I found that uncomfortable and a little bit like uh, as a bloke, like, oh, that's that's a weird subject to dance around. Um, mm -hmm. So it must have been weird for you if that is a true story as well. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like at the point when I was writing it, I think it was just still so fresh in my head that like it was like kind of therapeutic to write but at okay. this point i'm so far removed from the situation that i'm just like it does it's not like i have ptsd from it or something yeah, sure. you know what i mean like yeah, 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 sure. yeah but it's but what 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 happened to me is not unique for women yeah. like it's yeah. something that like we talk about like that we we talk about a lot my friends and i've my, a lot of my friends have had similar experiences. So I'm really not like, I don't feel like I'm like, so I don't feel that unique. And that's like for that, for that experience, unfortunately, but hmm. yeah. yeah, which is a crying shame as well. So yeah. American boys suck. That's all. Well, I don't, I, I get the feeling from, you know, my friends over here, the you know, it's it's not that much different here, uh, you know, around the rest of the world. So people still experience stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, a lot of women, if you actually talk to them, will have similar experiences. And you know, I I I've ex I don't think there's a different. Well, I don't know. It might be a difference between country and country, but uh, it's not like uh, 
outside of America, everything's golden. So I guess. So oh, no, is, I know. Which is obviously a big kind of, shame. So. Yeah. No, I was just, just trying to kind of make like a slight play on words here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, reading through this book. So it, when you first, when you first messaged us, um, which I, I still think find this really, really funny when you first messaged us, you said, you asked, uh, whether we would like to, would, whether we'd be interested in interviewing an author who wrote a women's fiction novel. Mm-hmm. So of course the two of us were like, we'll interview anyone. We like talking to <laughs> loads of different people and all of this. <laughs> but no. I did. But I did clarify very early on that we're not women, <laughs> number one. And uh, Luke, so far, has uh-huh. not enjoyed fiction at all. Yeah. So, yeah. so we. <laughs> so was this painful for you? Um, was it painful? Uh, do you know what my exact words were to Travis? It wasn't as painful as I thought it was gonna be. If that makes if that makes things any better i was like wow. I think this was, yeah I, I thought it was going to be painful but i kind of didn't know what to expect because i've never written ridden ridden never read a book like this let alone well like fictional books i've read a few but i've never read one that's like i don't know how what would you describe this as a romantic book is that like huh. what's the genre I don't, know. I don't even know. I I just see every time it's technically women's fiction, but anytime I say that, everyone's like, "Oh, so it's like Fifty Shades of Grey." That's and exactly it's, what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. not. It's real. It's not Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it reminded I've me. never read Fifty Shades of Grey, so I don't know. But I was. That's what I was going in with my head. <laughs> I was expecting it to be like that, if that makes sense. Um, but I found like the the way that it's written you kind of write how you would talk which made it easy for me to digest mm-hmm. if that makes sense like you yes know, that's ah. what that's my goal is to where i don't try to i don't like i kind of i don't like very like lofty descriptive annoying prose mm-hmm. um like just paragraphs and stuff like i don't need i don't want to read an entire paragraph for you to tell me about like the living room chair you know it's just not like it's just not necessary so i try to keep things brief and i try to keep the language for very colloquial very like you're chatting to your mate yeah exactly i don't want to write some like lofty crap it's it's just not me right because when when i was when i was reading it um, cause I, cause I do like, I do enjoy fiction, but the fiction that I do mm. enjoy is more kind of like, uh, uh, like fantasy novels and stuff like that. God bless. Oh, I love that stuff too. I, I, like I'm I, used to these, these, these big, big, like, uh, poetic descriptions. And uh, it felt like kind of, as we've been talking here, the way you've been talking to us, telling us about it, it was kind of like, um, a mate updating a mate on, you know, what happens and like each chapter was like, uh, like you updating a friend on like, so this happened, this happened, you know, oh, th- this is what I was feeling. Like this was so like this. And, uh, um, I, I kind of felt I was intruding on your, on like your thought process. It was like, I don't know, reading someone's thoughts and at the points it made me a bit uncomfortable to be honest, just good. <laughs> like I was good reading someone's thoughts. So. <laughs> good. Uh, good. I hope you felt uncomfortable. That's another goal of mine. Get people 
and the only way you got that's the only way you grow is by getting on you think it was easy for me to write that i felt very uncomfortable writing a lot of parts too did you Hmm? that's interesting why, yeah, why, but why that's what makes good. But that's what makes good writing. You know what I mean? If it's just sorry, this glare here is really annoying. Um, if it, uh, but if it's just easy to write, then it's easy to read, and it's not going to be memorable. I don't think anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, and I, <laughs> that kind of fits into the uh, uh, description of our podcast because we're always meant to be putting ourselves out there, trying things new. So, yeah, yeah I think true. this was, well, I was about to say this is our first time reading a women's fiction. I mean, I have, I did read Fifty Shades of Grey. Did you? Yeah, I read it. Interesting. Because I was curious as to what was, the, what the hype was What was about. the fuss about? Yeah, turns out it was shit. But um, anyway, so, the but what mm-hmm. I was more familiar with, which kind of reminded me was, um, my, one of my exes, she was a big fan of, sex in the city so i sat down and watched yeah i think i watched the movie and it kind of get like if i was to try and decide where it fell more like towards 50 shades or sex in the city it was far more towards the sex in the city side of things in a way thank you that was that was the kind of vibe i got from it so thank you i appreciate that yeah it was more like chatting to your friends and updating them and like uh you know i mean we prob I haven't experienced the same things that Jaden, the main character, did in this book. So it was all kind of new and alien to to me. But um, yeah. I'm sure there are mo- many people out there that would have far more relatable experiences based on what you said. So yeah, yeah. it's quite interesting. So cool. I'm yeah. glad that glad you feel that way. Yeah, I'm, gl- but- I'm glad that one of us has been able to tie something together because like I was listening to you there and I was thinking I don't know Sex in the City I've not read Fifty Shades of Grey so when you <laughs> when you said it was more like Sex in the City I was like is he complimenting it or is he putting that's it a, down to like, me that's a compliment I'm sure well, other yeah, some yeah. people like Sex in the City some people insulted. don't so you know it's like if some people someone's like fucking hate Sex in the City then I wouldn't be like hey have I got the book for you then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I'm not, I don't want to try. Like, I'm just not, you can't write for everyone. You know what I mean? You know, you can't like, it's, I'm, I'm either, when you meet me, either you love me or hate me. And I think that's the same way when, if someone were to read my writing, either they're going to, they're going to love it or they're going to be like, this sucks. So that's fine. That's totally fine with me. Oh, right. well, th- I'm quite enjoying this conversation. So you're currently on a win am, for, for, for for us, I think. Yeah. So yeah, no, <laughs> I am. And and it's and it's funny actually talking to you after reading the book. You can kind of like piece things together. Did that? Don't know. It if makes, that makes so, sense, yeah. It makes so much more yeah, sense. It makes so much more sense to, yeah, to yeah, me yeah. as as, yeah. as someone who doesn't read this stuff. Having just said that I've <laughs> read the Fifty Shades of Grey, but that's it. So yeah, uh, it does make a, a a lot a lot more sense, but. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> this is, it's been a, a, a new new experience for us, Definitely. This, this kind of work, so. It's yeah. the first time I've read a fictional book of this genre and finished it, so. I am so impressed that you finished Thanks. it. I am I, so impressed, <laughs> because I know what it's like to read something that you're like, oh my God, do I really have to read this? And you, but the fact that you, because that's not a short book. That's not like a hundred page book. It's long. Yeah, so yeah. the fact that you finished it, I'm like, I'm, thank you. I appreciate that. Just no, the fact cool. that you finished it. 
Yeah, it's cool. Like I, we said, we said we'd do it. I did it. I, like I say, I went into it thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be, this is gonna be bad." Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't find it as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Actually, thought it was alright. I and, was impressed um, that you also managed been, to do it in a week as well. I've done it in a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's impressive. Inca- yeah, that's yeah. very impressive. But like I say, it, it was the way that it's written. It, it doesn't like this is gonna sound bad, but it doesn't. I could sit there and digest it quite easily you know like i think sometimes when you read depends what book you're reading but like some books you really have to i do anyway because i'm quite a slow human being in general i like have to maybe reread <laughs> a certain paragraph again yeah, but i found I, like this kind of was conversationist like james said or travis said and it flowed um quite nicely so it was quite an easy read for a week to be fair and it's cool okay. to actually then ch- sit and chat to the person that wrote it. Shit and nice. chat. Is that what I said? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Shit. Oh, Luke, it's one of those weekends. Sit and chat. I said I get I get nervous around girls, right? That's what it is. Even even remotely, I can obviously not string a sentence I together. look like I just rolled out of bed, so definitely don't be nervous to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Big shot. It was as soon as you started pulling out the spank bank thing, I got all like sweaty palms and stuff. I was like, oh no. Yeah, you, you saw it in his face. Out. It's like, uh, what, what's a spank bank? <laughs> <laughs> what's the spank bank? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, don't worry, we'll hold your hand for it, Luke. It's fine. Yeah, cool. I think I've been well behaved, in all in all. You don't have to be well behaved. No, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty well behaved. Like I've, I've come in, I've read it, I've reviewed it, I've been honest. I think that's cool. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the most impressive thing that you've 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 read it so far. So far, you have a fifty percent success rate with uh, fiction books on this podcast. Luke, so yeah, the not? first one I didn't read. I gave up on that one, but that one was ridiculous. Like, you can't, <laughs> have, you, have you have you ever read uh, I Am Pilgrim? Have you ever read it? Oh no, I would not read that. Yeah, exactly. That's that's that was that was the first one that we got recommended for the podcast, and uh, I I kind of gave up halfway through. I just couldn't be. Uh, I, I think you find you gave up thirty percent of the way through, actually. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Fair enough. Rub it in. But yeah, I gave up thirty percent of the way through, and um, I thought I'd get away with it because the person that recommended it doesn't listen to the podcast usually, but uh, uh-huh. some some little fucker dobbed me in. So I got, I, got, I, got, I got a shitty text message a few weeks later. Exactly that. So. Uh, well, well, at least you managed to finish this one. Yes, yeah. thank you. Very nice. Very nice. Pleasure. It yeah, was no cool. Problem. No, it's been it's been cool. It's been a pleasure to chat to you as well. Um, definitely keep in touch. Let us know if you do write another one or if how you get on with your novel as well. Drop us a message. I am. I am working on a second one. The working title is called West of the 405. Um, the reason it's called that is because it takes place in Los Angeles and the 405 is a highway that literally divides the city in half vertically. And okay. the events in the story take place west of that highway. So it's called West of the 405. Also based on true events? Similar to this one? Some, yes. Some, okay. no. Um, the beginning of the story based on true events, but I'm like, you know what? I don't want to end it how I did in my real life. So I'm now I'm kind of like, I'm like, oh man, now I've got to actually be creative and figure something out. (laughs) So yeah, so it's, but it really, what it is is a cross between sex and the city and entourage. It's the, that's like the only way I can really describe it. 
Luke's just looking so blank. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't I don't tell know, me you don't, don't know. know Entourage, Luke. No, I'm sorry. I don't. I know, oh I, I, my I've God. never even heard Entourage. I, I've heard of Sex in the City. I know roughly it's about a group of women that live in the city and yeah. there's sex in there somewhere. I don't even know what Entourage is. Ent- oh my God. Entourage is for dudes. It literally is okay. a show about like four or five guys that live in Los Angeles, but they're more in like the entertainment industry. And it's just about all their shenanigans. And it's so it's hilarious. It is. Okay. It oh. is not it, like there are a lot of girls that see it and like watch it and like it. It is not a chick show at all. It is like a, it is a 100% a bro show. A bro show. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just the only way I can explain it. Yeah, it's really not. It's not like it was not written with a female audience in mind. It was written for younger, like younger, younger guys. It's oh hilarious. It is so funny. And then your next book is a mixture of those two. Is what you're saying? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's what I. I. That's just the easiest way for people, I think, to get an idea of what it's going to be like you say just after luke really really struggled with that one but yeah luke's not most people so it's fine don't worry, yeah. don't worry do, do, about do, it do you know it have you heard of it entourage i've yeah. heard of it but i haven't watched it you haven't watched no. it okay because i because i'm not i'm i'm not into shenanigans you know so yeah it. it's a it's not <laughs> like it's not like ozark or something that's really you know oh that's just, yeah okay that's that's a bit much for uh for uh to, to combine with Sex in the City, I wouldn't. Know. Yeah, that's Oz- what, Ozark meets Sex in the City is probably a bit. Yeah, Ozark meets Sex in the City. I don't know how that would work. I I, I don't know. That's a well, good, maybe that, that could be, be the very... third book. So we'll see. Yeah, that'll be the that'll be the third <laughs> book. Just yeah. combinations yeah. of different shows and Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be the next. It'll be like Game of Thrones and Sex in the City or something. Isn't, isn't that just isn't that just Game of Thrones actually? Just huh? Game of Thrones meets Sex in the City is wouldn't be that dissimilar from just Game of Thrones on its own, really. I think. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. very yeah, that's very true. Game yeah, of Thrones good. scares me. Um, I've so I've never watched it. Too scared to start it. I was too scared it's, to start. Everyone said it was so good. I'm too scared of getting hooked on it. Oh, right. So, oh, like, you'll get, yeah, that's the thing is like, if you're afraid I'm, to do, if, if you, Game of Thrones is a very, very serious drug and you will be Luke's ejected. Not good at, Luke's not good at commitments. So. Commitments what? scare me. Like even commitments to TV. I did it once with Breaking Bad and then I vowed never to do it again. I was like, right, okay, I'm not doing it. Because the other one that people have always said to me is Peaky Blinders. So people have said, watch Peaky Blinders. I tried, I'm like, I'm too I tried scared. watching it. I didn't get into it. Oh, what Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I think I probably like it. But from what people have said, I've just never, I've been too scared. I enjoyed to it, it. But even having lived in Birmingham for however many years, uh, I still needed subtitles on for a lot of it with the Birmingham accent. Really it's, strong. Is it strong Brummy accent on it? Is it really strong at times? Yeah, because ah, okay. you know there's, they they got the Irish in there as well. So you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was one scene where I just kind of went, I have no idea what's happened. Do what they're saying because Tom Hardy's in it, right? Mm. He's Ooh. he's a piece of eye candy for the ladies and and the guys. <laughs> is he is he going to be the new James Bond, <laughs> Tom Hardy? I've no idea. I think Tom Hardy's <laughs> going to be the new James Bond, you know, and I think he'd be good because I like him as James. Well, I've never seen him as oh. James Bond, but I like him. <laughs> Tom Hardy should be the new James Bond because I like him. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, Luke, the A-list, <laughs> the A-list scout. Nice. It was like, nice my, review of, like my review of Gillian's book. It was 
Not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I've come out with some good <laughs> one-liners tonight. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! I don't You're think good, guys. You're I good. don't think there's any, any better way to, to end this uh, uh, as well. It would have been nice if we could have got you on for uh, um, one of our reviews as well, Gillian, but I think we had some technical issues uh, your end for yeah. that, uh, which um, is a shame. I was sitting here with my mom trying to play the movie, and we just kept getting error after error. And I was like, oh my God, this is my luck. <sighs> no, if, if even mum couldn't fix it, then uh, I think we'll let you off. So don't worry about it. We'll have to, uh, when the next book comes out, we'll give you two recommendations when you next come on. So that okay. Would, uh, do let us know. <laughs> okay. And Fair. good luck with Fair. it as well. Hats off to you for writing a book. It's an impressive thing to do. So, oh, thank you. It's very nice have, of you. No, nah, I wouldn't have the patience to. So, like, <laughs> fair play. I don't know. No, you, you, don't, you don't, you've never seen me write. My patience and like focus level is that of about a three year old. I type about two sentences, then I go and do something else, come back, write another few words, go do something. I'm, I don't okay. know how I ever finish anything. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see you in 10 years for the third book then. Let's <laughs> see you in 10 see, years. See you, when I'm like, see you when I'm 60. <laughs> <laughs> Take cool. it easy. Nice Thanks to meet you. Thanks very much, Gillian. You too. Bye, guys. Cheers. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Do, do I leave? No, don't. you don't leave. we still got I the rest of the podcast to do. Oh, she's gone. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm only, I'm only messing. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. I know. She, she, will she listen back, do you think? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think she'll listen back? I hope so. Do you think, do you think that went well? Oh, I think we've made a lifelong friend, personally. I hope so. I actually really liked her, actually. Yeah. Well, I got all nervous, apparently, and said all my words wrong. But I'm back with you now. I'm in my safe space. Safe space. Relax. Yeah, you've got your (gasps) tissue out already. (laughs) Let me blow my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, back to normal then, are we? Yeah, everything all right? we're back. Welcome back to the Travis Pepper Show, ladies and gentlemen, with myself, Luke Pickin, and Travis Pepper. (laughs) Thank fuck I had watched the film, because I wasn't going to watch it. I was like, do you know what? Bin the film, because Julian, Julian, Jillian. Julian. Oh my God! <laughs> Julian, her name was on the screen for the last forty-five minutes. <laughs> oh God! Right, moving on, moving on. Oh so, was, was that was that segment too long? Do you think? Um, if we move on now, it'll be fine. So we that was that was fifty minutes. So we've got another forty minutes left. So we're good. Cool. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was Gillian Rose. Uh, we were chatting about her book, uh, Don't Kiss and Sell. (laughs) King Gillian. King Gillian. I like to move it, move it. Yeah. So that will be her new nickname from, from now on. But we've got two other things for you guys today. And this is, uh, the movie Green Book. And Mm. then we've got the album, which was recommended to us by our lovely friend, the rag. So, music last, movie now? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Cool. So, the movie was called, uh, and still is called, actually, uh, Green Book. Um, it is a, it's a, it's a movie um, which gets its title from the, the Green Book, which was a book that was used in America to let uh, black Americans know which bars that they could go into in the South without being lynched. 
Um, Isn't back it? In, I, th- I didn't think it was bars. I thought it was uh, hotels, motel chains, those kind of it, things. Um, uh, it was businesses, sorry. So, so uh, uh, a multitude of businesses. And uh, it was a list of businesses that served black travellers in the segregated South. Um, and uh, yeah, so it was called The Green Book. So this, got, this movie took the name from that book. And it accompanies uh, um, an American bouncer, an Italian-American bouncer known as uh, Tony Lip, played by Viggo Mortensen. And he accompanies a classical pianist called Don Shirley, uh, who's played by uh, uh, Mashallah Ali. Um, and yeah, it's uh, <laughs> speaking of shenanigans, it's their shenanigans throughout the uh, uh, South as he goes through a tour of the, the South. So I recommend this to... Uh, Luke, last week. Um, yes, you did. Well, actually, you recommended it for King Julian. Um, True. Yes, we did. But I was King hoping Ju- that you'd, you'd watch it as well, so we could all have a nice chat about it. Yeah, do you know what? I, I wasn't going to, because I feel like we've done so much homework. Like, honestly, I've been working my day job as hard as I can, and then yeah. it's like I've got a 300-page book to read on fiction romance which as i said wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be but still is not my cuppa had to blitz through that i've had to do an album and i've had to and i got to watching the film and i was like do you know what julian and travis can do it but i did it thank god i did it and let's talk about it so exactly my, my first thoughts are you love a film where people go on a journey you love a film where two people start off and they don't really like each other and as time goes on and they go down the road together, they have a little journey <laughs> where they discover certain things and they get to the end and they're best mates. And it's kind of like you and I. You thought I was a prick when I first met you. <laughs> and we started on this little journey together. <laughs> and we're learning things and we're meeting characters like Gillian on the way. <laughs> and we're going to get to the end and we're going to fucking love each other. I don't know where the end is, though. So you yeah. love that type of film. And this is another one of those um, because it's too so, guys. So, so what have we done so far that, that fits that? We've got the pinup but a falcon yes uh, the two guys didn't like each other and uh, they, mr they fantastic mr fantastic captain, captain. fantastic uh, yeah i mean that was with all the kids as well but it was a journey film um yeah whiplash i guess there were two people who didn't like each other but they didn't really go on a journey uh, they went on an emotional journey so they yeah. than that so there's another one uh yeah isn't, well, isn't that just of- what isn't that just like stories though? Mm, not necessarily because some stories have like villain and yours don't tend to have villain. Like Sometimes some, the villain is the person themselves. So, so, yeah. so some, so like if you take star Wars, for example, Luke Skywalker's the goodie, uh, Darth Vader's the villain and he's trying to kill him and they have a little bit of a battle and it ends up. I mean, he still goes on a journey. Top. I'm not saying so they was, don't. When, but when, you, when you, when you first said, uh, you like it when, uh, two people go on uh, a journey together, I was like, Frodo and Sam, Lord of the Rings. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, it does yeah. really cover a lot of my taste, to be honest. Yeah. A lot of your taste is two little people going on a journey together and they tend not to like each other at the start. And I kind of felt sorry for Tony because I know I always do this with films, like bring it back to you and me, but he's like the stupid one and he's getting like educated by the okay. other dude. And the other dude, the other dude at one point is sitting there with a leopard print robe on. I was like, oh my God, it's Travis. <laughs> sitting there with his leopard print robe on with his little blanket in the back of the car. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got his blanket. Because what's really interesting, I thought, what is the, 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 the black guy's character called? The piano. Uh, Don Shirley. 
Don Shirley. Don Shirley. So, Don, so Don Shirley, the interesting thing about Don Shirley, I thought, is that he is doing his utmost to pull himself away from his roots. So mm. anything that you would, st- you know, uh, stereotypically associate to a black man or a black group of individuals, um, he tries to pull himself away from that heritage and say, that's not me. I'm not like that. Um, which I think is really interesting because Tony the Lip is obviously very proud to have his Italian roots mm-hmm. um, and be from an Italian upbringing, whereas Don Shirley is trying to put all of that away. And there's a very powerful scene where he, he Don Shirley is standing by the car when the car breaks down on the road and he's looking at the field of, I guess they're slaves, right? They're field of slaves that yeah. are um, sorting out the crops and they're looking at him almost bemused as to like, hang on a minute. Why, why are you changing the tire? Why, yeah, why are you stood? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you stood there while the white guy's changing the tire? And, and there's this eeriness of like, he's managed to get out somehow, but he doesn't want to risk going back in to kind of change things to, mm-hmm. to put himself at risk of being even in a worse situation. And there's a scene where it's always raining, you know, it's always raining at these scenes. Oh, this like scene. Super oh, I know. I know the scene. So the scene where he kind of walks away from the car and he's like, I'm not a black man and I'm not a white man. I'm not accepted. I'm not accepted in either. You know, I'm accepted while I'm on the stage um, by the white community. But then as soon as I stop playing the piano, I'm just another nigger. Um, and I don't fit in with the my my own community because I pulled myself away. So he kind of is in tears because he doesn't belong in either camp. Is that the bit you're... But you're yeah, thinking of. he he yeah. There's the line. Uh, he was. Uh, there's a quote. It's yeah. Just the whole. If I'm not black enough and I'm not man enough, then what the hell am I? Like it, because he'd separated himself, like as you said, from those roots. Um, but not quite. A, he didn't like. He he disconnected, but he didn't latch on to something else because because he wasn't accepted. So he's kind of like floating in this this this. Uh, this personal limbo as he tries to work out where he's meant to fit in. And mm. you, you start to see those struggles coming out more and more and more as you, mm. um, as the movie goes on. And but yeah, you- I, I, that scene, man, in the rain, I was just there. I was, I was like, I was choking up at that. That was heavy. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a lot of emotions in this film. And again, it was a little bit puts me on edge um but like he there's that scene he obviously tries not to i think the scene at the you know like, like i was saying he tries to pull himself away from his heritage so there's a scene with fried chicken where tony's trying to convince him to eat fried chicken because he's basically like you'll love it and he's like no don't assume i'm like everybody else and then there's a scene where they're listening to the music and tony's got all this rhythm and blues and the soul singers you know like you read for franklin's james browns and he's he's again blocked that out of his life because he's mm-hmm. just into classical music he doesn't listen to like rhythm and blues and soul and then there's yeah. the scene at the end which I, I did like when like he um when tony pins the guy up against the wall in the restaurant and basically says, now nah, fuck this, we're leaving. Because they won't let... What is his name? I forget his name. I'm so bad with names. The <laughs> Don... Uh, Don Shirley. Don Shirley, Do- the Dr. Don Shirley is the... Dr. The, Don Shirley. They, they won't let him eat in the restaurant where he's playing that night yeah. because he's black. They, and, and Tony's like... like his, well, his backing band's there. 
eating. He's backing Banda, they're eating, but they're white. And Tony is his chauffeur and he's allowed he's to eat there. And, and, and Don's like the main character. The main character, he's the main act of the evening and they won't let him eat in the restaurant. So they end up saying, do you know what? Fuck this. We're going to a little bar across the way. And um, it's such a predictable scene. Yeah, but you yeah, can't, but- you can't help but smile. <laughs> like you, exactly. can't, <laughs> you can't help but smile. Like he goes into this bar, and uh, they're obviously looking at Tony and Don because Don's in a suit, and everybody else in this bar is black, but they're just dressed in their casual stuff, and he looks very well to do. He goes in and there's a piano on stage and the bartender's like, she's like, you know, show me how good you are at the piano and stuff. And he goes up there and he plays his bit and everybody loves him and everybody's dancing around and he gets into the rhythm and blues and soul stuff. And I thought that was cool. Um, so it's nice that scene. And then they go home and I thought it was really cute that Don did the last part of the drive so that he could take Tony home. Yeah. So Tony's like trying to get home to see his family for Christmas and they're not going to make it. And Tony's tired. Um, Cause they need, yeah, they need to stop and everything, but they need to yeah, stop. He's so. like, I can't do any more driving. And then for the first time in the whole film, Don Shirley does some driving to get him home for Christmas. And then he invites him in, doesn't he? But he doesn't go in. And I was like, ah, oh, I really wanted him to go in and say Merry Christmas and stuff. Um, but obviously he does a U-turn and comes back right at the end. And, and, and they do that very well. You know, like Don Shirley walks through the door and, and Tony introduces him to the family and everything goes quiet. And you don't mm. know for you for a split second. You're like, what way is it going to go? Are they going to say, yes, come and sit down or are they going to kick off because he's black? And obviously they welcome him in, um, with open arms, which is very nice. And when it's mm. based on a true story, that's cool. When you see the people at the end, that's cool. You know, then they actually, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they had the up. photos of mm, the, uh, yeah. of the actual people it was based on. Yeah. I like all of that. Um, I, li- I, I liked think, it. I, really I think this is one of the best films you've recommended actually. Really? I really, yeah. yeah. I think, I yeah, really this is, it. this is, this is one of the top, like, uh, the top of the list that I made, uh, when we first started this. And yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love this film. I, I wondered if you appreciated it, the, um, uh, the letters that Tony has to write to his missus. Every to his day. wife. Yeah. And he's, and he start Don, Don Shelley starts helping him with the with the letters with the letters because because yeah. they're shit. The kind of letters that I would write, aren't yeah. they? Really, <laughs> aren't they just the type of letters that I would write? Really trying, but like today the grass is green and I've seen a field. <laughs> yeah. What uh, the, day? The, hang on. What day is the grass not green? I just realised. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. I'll give you like it could be. Brown, it could be dying. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, let, yeah. I'll let that slide. Right. I'll allow it. Um, yeah. Just going to turn a light on in it. That's right. And then, um, yeah, yeah, I, lo- I really loved that because um, there was there was the bit. I mean, it's in the trailer. If anyone watches the trailer, so it's not. We've, we've already spoiled the film anyway. So, oh yeah, we've got to say spoilers at the beginning. But anyway, um, oh, there's the bit where expected. he goes. Yeah, it's to be expected now. But there's the bit where he goes. Um, what is it? He he's, he he writes this uh, 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 letter or something, and the Don's like, "Oh, write write this down, write this down, write this down." And at the end, he goes, um, uh, "P.S. Can you remember to take um, or like P.S. This is and he just PS, does the sentence. P.S. Remember to kiss the kids for me. That's what yeah, he writes on the end of all his letters. P.S. Give give the kids a kiss for me. me. And uh, he was like, 
uh, yeah, PS. And he goes, you're putting a PS at the end of the letter. That's the equivalent of ringing a gong at the end of Shostakovich's symphony. And uh, he was like, it's good, right? Yeah, it's perfect, Tony. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. No, it's, I, very... it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, lo- I love it when two people from different walks of life are, are like connecting as well. It reminds me of us, I guess. It, it does. It is. It is very like that, and it's very like that. It, it's a funny spin because, in typically in that era and that time, you would expect it to be the other way around. You'd expect the black guy to be the one that comes from a lower, like because even though Don is isolated on his own, he comes from a very upper class, well-to-do life, right? which is not stereotypical for that time, you would expect the black person to come from the more poverty-stricken lifestyle. Whereas this film, it flips the other way around, doesn't mm. it? The, yeah, the yeah. white guy the white guy comes from living in a working-class fl- uh, apartment in downtown New York, and he's living in a really plush p- apartment. So I thought that was oh, really... His, his apartment was really so clever. extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His apartment is very extra. But no, it is, it is great. You know, two walks of life... Two people from different walks of life come together, go on a journey, and then become friends. Um, it's yeah, it's a it's a classic Travis film. That's what I would it say. Is. Nice. So you would but you would recommend this? Big fan. Yeah, yeah, big fan. I'm I'm really pleased when I when I when I finished watching it, I was like, I'm pleased I made the effort actually to watch that because I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I really did. Um, so yeah, at least I saved the day. Otherwise, you would have had you to do did. that on your own. And I um, thought, you know what? To say to say, I've got zero notes on that because I was like, I'm not going to make any notes. I'll just chime in every now and again when Gillian mm-hmm. and Travis are dancing the dance. Um, to say I've got zero notes, I'm impressed with myself on how much information I've given, how well I've done. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud Thank of you. you. Thanks. I, I was I was busy uh, I, I was busy organizing this interview and I was I was you you came in and saved the day you came in and saved the day with Thanks. what having having read the movie uh, watched the movie so uh, I'm pleased that I read that book mate <laughs> yeah yeah I I was optimistic that I would finish it in a week so this is why I did give you a head start on it as well I didn't I didn't take the head start you didn't take the head start. No, I didn't take the head start. I just cracked on last Monday and I feel like my life has just been like full of trying to get homework done and not a lot else. Like I'm glad we didn't talk about our weekends. To be fair, I did see my mates this weekend, but I'm I'm pretty glad I'm quite glad because all I've done is work or try and get the homework done. I had a break to go to I went to a pumpkin festival yesterday. Did you? What is that? It's uh, basically loads of pumpkins. It, it 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 wasn't. Yeah. It was it was nice. It was interesting. Uh, like loads of sculptures made out of pumpkins and uh, loads of food, like pumpkin chips, like um, like uh, French fry chips. Yeah, like um, they were quite like sweet potato fries. They're quite nice. Yeah, so, I can uh, see that. I can see pumpkin chips being quite nice. Yeah, Zoom is Zoom is pants. Oh no. Us. Am I back? You still? Yeah, you're back. Oh, Got you again. That was scary. I started panicking for a second. Yeah, I was lost. I was out <laughs> and, in the wilderness uh, on my now own. Now we're down to one for the final review. <laughs> yeah, just k- kicking people. Oh up. right, me. No, I mean, do you know what, mate? I'm the final review of the day. 
So the rag, the random Australian guy that has been battling it out all season in a thrilling, epic battle that is currently scored at 2-1, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, has recommended us an album, which I still, even after a week of listening to it and looking at it, I can't say. Um, it's Ocean Alley, yeah, Chiaroscuru. Yeah. Chiaroscuru is what I've gone with. Um, Chiaroscuru. I'm interested to see what you think of this album one thing i do want to say right is because you know i like i'm a visual person i see things um is that i always talk about the album covers and um, when we did ripe adventure in the wild unknown last week is that, was it, is that what it's called Trip adventure in the, the wild, wild unknown Un- yeah um, did i get it come on no no it's not i can't remember it actually myself Something in the wild unknown. I've forgotten it. Is okay. it Trip into the wild unknown? I don't know. But anyway, their album cover. Joy in the wild last, unknown. A, Sorry, a joy, joy in the wild unknown. So that that album cover, I, I spoke about it last week, is yeah. kind of like adventury, and it has these red color of the tree and stuff, and then it's got the lake, and it's got the canyon. And weirdly, if you look at the album cover for this week, it also has trees. It's, it's it exactly also has red. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what I say. It's it's a picture from the it's other very... side of the lake. It's a... <laughs> it's, it so on, on, the, on the other side of that lake, there is a guy looking, waving, and that's the guy from the uh, right album that's cover. The, that's the guy from the right album. I was like, oh my God, it is from the other side. Yeah, that's such a good way to describe it. So like blokes walk around the other side of the lake and taking a photo. Um, Basically, yeah. So, Travis, well, okay, what I'll say, I'll just say to you, these guys, Ocean Alley, they're an Australian rock band. Um, the rag seems adamant that he's going to give us an Australian artist every single time. So Australian rock band. I won't say what genre I think they are because I'm interested in hearing what Travis is going to say. But this album was released in 2018. And yeah, what do you think, mate? I'm interested. I've said interested so many times. I'm interested. Yeah, remember when we had this discussion where it was like, if you're bored of what someone's saying, you just say, oh, inter- yeah, that's quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was like us with the book. Yeah, it was very interesting. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, look at his eyes. Oh. He's not joking, kids. Um, look deep into my eyes. Hold on. Are you there? My internet's being weird. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're back again. Right. So, Ocean Alley, Chiaroscuro. 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 Usually I like to uh, talk about the songs and hold people in a bit of suspense uh, before I actually reveal like my overall thoughts on this album, but I'm not going to do that this time. Oh my God. I loved this album. I loved it. So Ooh, I, I love this sound because the sound of the album, it's, 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 it's rooted in rock. It's rooted in this kind of, um, laid back kind of, uh, I'd say 80s style rock, but it draws a lot of inf- influences from elsewhere and it's got a very, very nice production and they put some spins on it that really, 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 really tickle me in the right way. So I love the sound. You're um, missing a word there. Psychedelic. Psychedelic. psychedelic yeah the psychedelic psychedelic rock, so. rock 
Yeah. That's what it screams to me. Yeah. So, mate, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to dive dive into the uh, dive into the uh, um, album. I think um, okay. because there is so I'll, each thing I'll, I'll I'll relate back to something else. So starts with the track Corduroy. So this is kind of like the big uh, opening track of the album. It, it kind of cements this um, big grand sound that they've got. And so it starts with kind of like this like lead guitar stuff going on in the background and all of this. And it, what struck me with this one is it struck me as a bit kind of Guns N' Roses-y. Um, meets a bit more of this kind of psychedelic feel. The lead guitar. I've very, got Pink very, Floyd. Yeah, I've yeah, Pink, Pink Floyd. Floyd. Dark Side of the Moon-esque kind yeah. of. I think it was because the lead guitar style and riffs, very, very slash kind of reminded me of like not the kind of punky guns and roses but like the november rain don't cry kind of guns and roses kind of yeah, yeah. Ep- epic kind of story songs which are really, yeah, really cool yeah, yeah. um so this set it up the song itself uh from like a highlights point of view didn't really stand out to me but it kind of as it started i was like mm, okay i like oh yeah yeah and it kind of it got me into that mood where I like to listen to this kind of prog rocky kind of um, It's progressive stuff. rock. Yeah. That's such a good way. It's prog yeah. rock. And then the f- track come down comes on and Oh my God, the chords that start this song. So it, I don't remember what exactly happened. It kind of comes in with this, funky um just groovy kind of drum beat with these really really lovely lovely rising chords and i think i was just uh mm-hmm. i was just having it on in the background and i get the do 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 and i look over from whatever i was doing because the first time i listen i always listen whilst i'm doing something and i went oh yes yes ah, okay yeah, yeah and yeah. um yeah, so uh, this was um, how it started. And uh, this is the first track where they do something that they use in almost every song. And they are very good, this band, at choosing places to stop. So they're, when, they're, when they've got everyone going, um, they might have the drums going just with a bit of a... And then everything cuts out for that one moment. And it kind of like, it's like taking an intake of breath in in that song. And it's like... And then the song comes back in and they do this almost in every song, which I really, really enjoy. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it could have got a bit tasteless, but they've just done it so well, which was so good. Uh, And it's the first time they do it. And, um, you know, he's got an amazing voice, amazing voice um, throughout it. I really like the tone of his voice. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, you know, just really set, set sat really really well well with me really nice melodies in the come down um, with his voice just to quickly interject like his no, voice what? on that on that track the come down they mm-hmm. have an incredible amount of like reverb or echo whatever you want to call it like if you listen back and listen to how much reverb is on his voice and how much yeah. echo is on his voice throughout that track i was like whoa that's intense but it it weirdly works like with certain tracks of theirs, they do it. And I think they did it the whole time. It would get a bit overbearing, but that was one thing that really struck me. It was like, there's a serious amount of reverb and echo on that. Yeah. But I well, like, but I like it. I've got some notes on that for it. Cause it, they use it really, really well in one of the songs coming up. So I'll, I'll revisit that point as well. Uh, but the song coming after the come down is happy, sad. 
um, which I wrote down the sexiest synths and guitars. Mm-hmm. So um, this was um, probably my second favorite on the album, Happy Sad. Um, it was, it was, I really loved the, the, the synths and this build up that they had before the chorus, uh, absolutely, um, phenomenal. And what they do really, really well throughout the album, um, which is really, really highlighted in happy sad is the musicianship of every single member of this band is phenomenal. The bass guitar, the drums, the, the guitars, the synth pianos and the vocals, but they don't overshadow each other. Like they all do their job and they do it really, really well. And the best thing is in happy, sad, especially in the chorus, there's a shuffle beat being played on the drums. Um, so it's just like, uh, and it could be good. And it could be bad. Okay. Oh, it could be sad. Yeah, yeah. The drums are like playing along normally, but then the, um, the, the snare is just like shuffling along as well. So it's, it works really, really well in this song. So I loved that. Thought that was brilliant. Um, and again, yeah, it's something that they do quite well throughout. Um, and I also really like the end of the uh, end of the Happy Sad where it does this kind of big final chorus. So um, uh, what is it? Everybody needs someone to hate. Um, the vocalist is very very good at every time the melody comes around again, adding something slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, once or twice to just make it stand out on this this last bit so i really loved the ending to happy sad as well yeah dude you've you've got so many notes man like, what are you on track what are you on track three track three or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've spoken is- for like 45 minutes on three tracks <laughs> <laughs> to be fair my favorite tracks on this album are two three and four the come down happy sad and confidence confidence do you man. know what's interesting this is really interesting because I like the second half of the album. Like ah. The opening track I really like, Cordroy, I think that's a fucking great track. And then the come down and happy, sad, I'm like, mm, yeah, confidence, I can see it. But then like, I really like the rage. Um, um, or rage, it's called. Okay, cool. Uh, well, we'll get to the rage in a second. But yeah, let me, yeah, let me, yeah. Let me, let me just do co- well, a, a second. We'll get to it in 20 minutes when you spoke <laughs> about confidence for 20 minutes. Okay. So talk so to me about confidence. Confidence. confidence is a good track. Confidence has amazing hooks in it. The hooks are brilliant. They've got the, obviously there's, it's all about confidence, baby. And it's just like, yes, it's, it, it, it I, and it's got the boom, 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 boom. Boom! Like the that's the rhythm section behind it, and it's and it's got the really groovy as well. Boom! Wah, boom! Wah. It's got wah. It's got wats in it. A lot yeah, it's wah got wah pedal type stuff. So yeah, this is where it gets a bit wah wah wah. Um, and then they've got uh, so they've got the all about confidence, and it's like she makes me nervous. Make uh, she's making me nervous, making me nervous. Just the way he sings, he sings with this kind of um relaxed kind of voice and thing is when we've listened to other um bands uh on this podcast and they've had that kind of like mm-hmm. laid back voice it's kind of been a bit not not whiny but kind of kind of miserable kind of style whereas in you're this talking case, about foals here i'm talking about that foals album i'm sorry fuck you <laughs> fuck but, you man um yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll we'll address this wound in a another time um, but in this album, he does it in such a like such a 
calm, sexy way. And I just imagine like if someone had a talking voice like this guy's voice, you'd just be there kind of like, I'm just listening. Oh, I'm just hooked. Um, and I think he'd be great live as well. Band, all in all. Amazing. See, life. I wrote that down talking about live. I, I think there'll be a weird band to see live. I think they're a band where you want two beers in you and you're just... You're just going to sway, aren't you? Yeah. You're not going to come out of there sweating and energetic. You're just going to be like... Kind Lots of, of maybe fog put, machine. Maybe put your arm around your mate. Yeah. Like, just like loads, of, loads of like shoulder. green and blue light, like lights coming out, silhouettes and everything, lights at the stage and you're like... Yeah. Okay. So yeah, really, really good. And going back to your point about the vocals and the uh, the reverb, they had they use it really, really well in this um, song when they they basically they've got the reverb on his voice. And if you imagine that mm -hmm. they've got like a, a fader on a mixing desk with uh with the reverb on it, they would have it building up, building up, building up in this pre-course. And as soon as they get bit where it all kind of the drum feel comes in, it goes stop. It's all about confidence. They they rip the reverb out and so the voice, voice is very very dry at that one point and it kind of takes you from this whooshy whooshy uh ambient feel to suddenly he's in your face and i think it's brilliant i loved it and it's really really uh good um yeah um another one that i actually really liked as well and i forgot about is knees <laughs> sorry knees, what, so what have we got yeah, for knees time? is good uh, yeah, we've got time. Um, knees. No, we haven't. The speed you're moving. We Sorry. haven't got any fucking time. I'll no, see you next week. I'll come, got... <laughs> come back and still be going. I've got less notes on the ones at the end. Um, knees. Right, I'll take over then for that. That's one. fine. Knees, I wrote, has an opening. The opening line is like, is the musical version of melting chocolate in your mouth. That's what I wrote down. The opening line is like melting chocolate in your mouth. That sounds yeah. awful, but yeah, go on. What yeah. is it? What it's is the, it's the, um, the way he sings it, it's um, Daydreamer. I can't remember it. Ah, it's about, okay. Where do we yeah, go? Yeah, where yeah. do we go Where do we from? go from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, that was so sultry and oh, loved it, loved it. And... Um, I tell you what bugged me with that song "Knees," it fades out at the end, and that just annoyed me for some reason. That's the only they, downside to it. I yeah. hate fade outs. I hate fade outs. I, I found the fade out really weird. Just when end, they end, kinda... end the fucking song. Just, just yeah. End it, end it like a big, like a grown up. That's what I'd say. Yeah. I, like yeah, if we're in the I studio, just... I'll, I'll be like, "Be a man and end your song properly." That's what I'd say. So, be a man and end your song properly. <laughs> It, it, yeah so that's what i would say um but also in this song they um i talked about how they were this kind of psychedelic uh rocky kind of band uh this mm -hmm. prog rock um the the vocal style that we've been describing uh with all this uh like delay and stuff is very very common in like mid to modern reggae music and i feel like you can hear that quite a lot in knees you can really hear this kind of reggae like backbeat style as well with this type of synth they're using in the vocal effects, which I think are really, really, really good. So, knees, great. Rage, um, one criticism of the whole album. Don't like Rage. No, 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 no. I, no. I liked Rage. Okay. But the rest of the album need better guitar solos. 
I feel like he needed to do more with the guitar solos. What? But ra- Better rage, than Rage. But Rage is the track that has a really good guitar solo. Oh, so. mate, do you know what's so good about it is it's a sneaky one. It sneaks <laughs> up on you. It's like this sneaky solo because like you're three minutes in, you're just in the vibe, mm. and then they bring the drums in, don't they? Because the drums <laughs> aren't there. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, Wow and it's just like, it goes off. It's like yeah, strings yeah. for days. Um, it's very good. But mm. it sneaks up on you. You're like, you little sneaky fucker. I didn't see you coming. Yeah. I didn't see you coming around the corner. No. And then it, bang, hits you. So I like that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Rage was cool. I really liked it. Uh, it was quite ambient to begin with. Had this really nice guitar solo. Uh, it gets a bit edgy when She's Always Right comes in. This might kind of um, add to why you probably like the end of the album a bit more. It kind of struck me as a bit more kind of... This was this was the bit that reminded me of Arctic Monkeys or the, <laughs> it's got that vibe to it, isn't it? it or the the Verve as well on this song because it was quite an ambient thing. So that kind of reminded me of the Verve a little bit, and they had a bit more of that reggae kind of feeling at the end of "She's Always Right," which was really cool. Um, I found with "Always Right" it had more variety in it as well. You know, like a lot of their longer tracks, the prog rock stuff, it's like the same feel to it the whole way through. Whereas you come to "She's Always Right" and they brought it into maybe like a more little poppy structure where it, it was like, yeah, intro, build it up, do it verse, build it up, do a chorus, and then stop, and then back into the opening of that dum dum dum, back into that riff yeah, yeah, that yeah. it starts with, which um, is which I thought was quite cool. Which yeah, which is quite cool. I think this is this is why I can't listen to a whole album of just the ambient stuff is because you can't vary it that much, and I can get a bit bored with it. So I'm glad that they're throwing in tracks like this, even though they weren't my favourite tracks. It means that when I listen to the album on the whole, I enjoy the experience yeah. as a whole a lot better. Yeah. Uh, Frostbite, sick. That was uh, that was pretty cool. It gave me a, a bit of a Muse vibe. Because he's like, I felt like it's uh, got a scar vibe to it, like for with the way it's got the offbeat piano. Like if you listen to it, I found I found it had a scar style rhythm to Frostbite. No, oh, you're putting like, a face um, to me. Like the specials, the or, specials. Like uh, what's yeah, that track? It, it's like because 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 the the keyboard is offbeat rhythm, like in a scar feel, and I was like, I kind of really like that. It's kind of becoming more. I'd say that's more. I know, I know, I know. Obviously, specials are a scar band, but scar is influenced by reggae. Reggae, I I, like that reggae. The slower stuff is more reggae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was cool. It it was on a little organ, wasn't it? That was quite cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I enjoyed this. Unfortunately, and this is the thing, I, I. Usually, if I, I can tell you in detail why I liked a song, and usually if I can't, it means I don't didn't enjoy it. But I don't have much else to say about these songs, but I, I'm enjoying them. They're really, really good. So, Overgrown, I, I just wrote, woo, rock and roll. So It's got a good solo in it as well, that one. Uh, I don't think it was as good as Rage, but... No, no, not as good as... I feel like you could good. easily have let loose a lot better. Yeah. Um, uh, Bones and Man You Were Looking For, I haven't got any notes for. I remember enjoying them and I thought they were quite cool. Um, you missed the track as well. But Flowers and oh, Booze was yeah, yeah. a charming little number. It's Lo- a bluesy vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun yeah, and bouncy decent. as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of, um, just before that end of the al- album, kind of picks you up with a bit of energy, which I think was really, really cool. I, this is going to be weird for you. One of my favorite tracks is the last one, Man You Were Looking For. And it's again, a, it's a, it's a bit of a soppy one 
because it's like a soft, yeah. soppy ending. It's yeah, because he's like, I want to be the man that you were looking for. And it's just him. And do you know what I really liked about it? Is I was like, it is him. It is just the guitar. It's their backing singer. But it's obviously just an acoustic number. And I was like, that's really unexpected. It's unexpected to be hit with that at the end. Um, it made mm-hmm. it quite raw. It kind of made it quite authentic for me just yeah. for that. I, re- I really enjoyed that last track. And yeah. I was like, after you've had all of this like psychedelic, full sounding, you know, a little bit like, in a sense, Don Bronco, Don Broco's album, like the way that it's produced, it's very, very thick and mm-hmm. it's ve- the sound is great, but it's, and then all of a sudden at the end, they go an acoustic guitar and yeah, two guys yeah. singing. And it's like, okay, that's a real contrast. And I enjoyed that. Um, mm-hmm. on the whole, I could, I couldn't agree more with everything you said. I, I think it's a wicked album. Um, I was listening to it though, going, I don't know if Travis will like this because it's a bit long and it's a bit moany and it's a bit like almost kind of whiny. And I was thinking about the Foles album and I was like, ah, he's not going to enjoy this nice. album. So it's to same, hear that, like that you've Foles enjoyed album. it, hear, yeah. to hear that you've enjoyed it is, um, is awesome. So mate, you haven't done the, um, thingy. So I can't share my sound with you, but I will play the bagpipes nonetheless. And And enjoy them to yourselves. Enjoy them to myself and level up the scores. Um, So it's now... (laughs) To all. (laughs) It's going in, it is a win, it's a Travis Pepper playlist time. It's going in, it is a win, it's a Travis Pepper playlist time. It's weird that you can't hear it. Because I like it when we dance together. Um, so <laughs> I can dance. I <laughs> that can was pretend. Ocean Alley, Chiro Rascuru. It is now officially two all in Travis Pepper versus the Rag. It's a sprint finish. It's a sprint for the line at the end. You versus the Rag. Because what what is this episode eight? So we've got four more episodes to go. Four more episodes. So that's two more each. I guess two more each, and it's two all. <laughs> yeah. So. We are an hour and a half through. It's been a good week this week. I've enjoyed having King Gillian. Um and I've enjoyed a little bit of variety. I don't know how that will come out, that interview section, because I don't think we're built for interviewing, personally. I think that will show. Um, well, our show is just us having a chat, and that interview was just us having a chat. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that it comes out okay. Um, you know what, though, we get to do? Now we've got rid of, not got rid of, but got through that book of Don't Kiss and Sell. Um, we can do. We get to do the motherfucking book spinner. Yeah! It's the book spinner, baby. Um, let's do this. So let's get this up. So as we probably all of the fanatic fans of the Travis Pepper playlist know, um, we've got two books left. And I always do this. I always forget to take one off. So we have two books left. We have Legacy and Mr. Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Will today be the day? Spinning, 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 Bloody hope so. <laughs> well, to be honest, if it arrives like a day before next week's podcast, I think we'll be able to manage it. So are we confident that we'll read this book in a week? Is that what you're saying here? 
Um, I would be able to. You, I'm not too sure about. Though, so. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Um, Maybe we should have given so you a head start. We've got Mr. Tickle. We need an album from you, I believe, for Travis Pepper versus mm-hmm. The Rag. And, and then fuck knows what we need. Well, let's have a think. Um, so my one for me versus The Rag. So I became very, very aware that we're in the final sprint and we're neck, neck and neck. Um, and so I thought about, hey, maybe I should just go for some stuff that I'm very, very confident that Luke will like. But then I thought, nah, fuck that. I'm um, not going to do that. I'm going to continue pushing the boat out. And it has been bugging me um, that there are no women that have made it into the Travis Pepper playlist. So just like the rag did, he went out on a went out on a limb to see if we like it. And so I'm going to recommend... Uh, someone called uh, Aurora and her album is going to come up in a second because I only know oh, all my all my demons are greeting me as a friend all my demons are greeting are greeting me and my friends and me as a friend oh greeting me as a friend yeah so it's it seems like a long album, um, but that's because there's a load of bonus tracks at the end. So it's not, you don't need to listen to the whole album, but um, the bonus tracks. But yeah. You, you spazzed out there. So I'm just going to have to listen to that back and figure out what you said. But yeah, okay, that's cool. Uh, I don't have a fucking clue what you said, but when I'm reviewing this, I'll hear what you said and I'll make note of it. Um, and then, so we've got that album, we've got Mr. Tickle. Are we going to put anything else on or are we going to leave it for now? Well, I think we should have three things. You want something to watch, do you? Well, because ne- when... Oh, no, because we will have Mr. Tickle done by next week. <laughs> do we have any recommendations? I have a documentary that was recommended to us. All right, let's do it. I'm up for it. Um, Hold on. Let me let me grab it. Let me grab it. Uh, living with me and my OCD. Living with me my OCD do you know what if we live together you could have one called living with me and my moron that'll be good (laughs) (laughs) just a little documentary living with me and my moron Um, that'll be good fun although like just before we polish off you uh, have encountered another moron recently and you actually said that you didn't realise how good you had it with this moron did you because the other moron that you've had to deal with recently was such a pain in the ass for you that you actually now appreciate how yeah. much of an e- easy moron I am to deal with. What was it I said? I said, let, let it be said that, uh, yeah, Luke Pitkin, as the moron, I have underappreciated you on uh, through these previous episodes. So thank you for being the easiest moron I've ever had to deal with. <laughs> see you later mate <laughs> Take till it next easy, time I'll, I'll see you next week mate bye <laughs> it's the Travis Pepper show thanks for listening guys if you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record then tune in next week where we'll do it all again but between now and then you can follow us on Instagram by searching mentoring a moron so good luck trying to get that out of your search history <laughs>